My Seven Chakras, episode 63. Let thy food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be thy food. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, and we are back for yet another action-packed episode that is sure to uplift, inspire, and change your life. So let me ask you this. As on today, we've just entered the second week of the second month of 2016. And I'm sure that many of you have goals that you want to achieve. Are you on track? Is it getting harder to maintain that goal which you were so excited about a while back? Well, you are not alone. Setting goals, changing your life, taking action, and making sacrifices is not everyone's cup of tea. And for that, I salute you. And before we start today's episode, I want to share one tip that helps me set and achieve my goals on a consistent basis. What's that tip? It's called a mastermind. A mastermind is a group of two or more people with similar values who come together for the purpose of achieving their goals and keeping each other accountable. In his book, Think and Grow Rich, which I highly recommend, by the way, reading, Napoleon Hill wrote about the mastermind group principle as the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work toward a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony. And he continues, no two minds ever come together without thereby creating a third invisible, intangible force, which may be likened to a third mind, also known as a mastermind. So I'll leave you with that thought so that you can use this little spark to start the fire of your life. And one more thing, if you consider yourself an action taker, come join us at the official My 7 Chakras Facebook group by typing my7chakras.com slash tribe. That's M-Y-S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S dot com slash tribe. And be prepared for some more information and ideas to supercharge your life. And today I am electrified to bring you our featured guest, Jennifer Schmidt. So Jennifer, are you ready to inspire? Absolutely. Awesome. So Jennifer Schmidt is a nurse, naturopath and intuitive who helps people uncover the root causes of their health issues and then teaches them how to heal naturally. Having overcome challenges in her own life, it is her mission to empower one million people. So Jennifer, I've given our listeners an intro, but fill in the blanks and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Well, you know, it's funny because I started out my career as an opera singer. I wanted to change the world through singing and just and touch people's emotions through singing. And the universe had a much different plan in store for me. So I came, I haven't always been a healer and it took me a long time to really appreciate and understand my gifts. Uh, they came mostly through experiences with my own health and with, uh, I'm a mom to three children. So my kids are 11, 13 and 15. They present their own challenges, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I've gone to the point now where I really 
want to help create a new paradigm of healing and wellness using what I call earth-based holistic practices and the best available products and modalities because I feel like we have just gotten into a really bad place as far as healthcare is concerned, not only here in the US, but across the world. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer, let me tell you this. When I first took your call today, I was wondering how you have such a beautiful voice. And now you've let out the secret. You were an opera I singer. I was, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And since you are today's featured guest, you have a golden opportunity, an opportunity to light a spark of inspiration in our listeners' mind. So are you ready? I am. What is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us one example of how you apply this quote to your life. Okay, so this was a really hard one for me because I have so many inspirational quotes, but (laughs) I really want to go back to the ancient wisdom of Hippocrates, which is, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. We've really forgotten how our food and what we put in our bodies affects our bodies, not just at a physical level, but at an emotional and mental and spiritual level. So every day I really strive to feed myself and my family the best, most nourishing, fresh foods that I have available here, Um, whatever. It might be something very simple, or it might be something where we really have fun and create a feast, but always trying to make sure that what I put in my body is going to nourish me somehow. Let thy food be thy medicine, and let thy medicine be thy food. Simple, provocative, thought, and inspiring. So listeners, the truth is that you are what you eat. Before Mm. we move on, take a moment to think about what you ate today. Was it something healthy? Was it something nice and nutritious? Was it legumes or was it a McDonald's meal? (laughs) Be honest (laughs) because we are going to be honest today and find out ways in which we can supercharge our life and become more healthy. So Jennifer, what inspired you to create the Oasis Wellness Program? Wow. You know, it was a very long road. And I just got to the point where I knew that I've known for many years that I was meant to help people in this way. I just wasn't sure how mm-hmm. to get there. And I was very frustrated with the job I had at the time. And, and it was like the universe struck me with lightning and said, you need to do this right now. We need what you have. I kept thinking I was going to have to go back to school or something. And the universe just said, we need you to do this right now. We need your knowledge to help people get healthy. And sure enough, as soon as I opened my doors, people and I started advertising and telling people what I was doing, people started coming. And it's just amazing the results that they see, often unexpected results. You know, they come in for pain and then suddenly they have more energy or they're sleeping better and everything kind of snowballs in a very positive way. It spirals upward as a way, you know, just to see them get better and feel better. They inspire me in so many ways. So I think that's really what It was like, I knew I needed to help people and I knew I had this in me Mm -hmm. and I just had to take the steps to get there. Wonderful. You said that you knew that you were meant to help, but you weren't sure exactly how. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening to the show know that they are meant to do something. It might be anything. It might be like a financial service provider or it might be a mom and pop shop making cakes in the backyard. It might be anything, but you just don't know how. And to that quote, to that thought, Les Brown once said, find your why, your how is none of your business. <laughs> you just need to learn how to heed to that inner voice, that little voice that keeps talking to you once in a while. Listeners, have you had that inner voice tell you something in the past? And were there instances where you just ignored that inner voice? Mm. So think about that. Jennifer, what is your definition of earth-based medicine? 
That's a great question. And we, we've been given so many natural tools to heal. Mm. We have food, many different types of food, just vegetables alone are, they're little vitamin bombs and just the clean air. You know, we, I think we often take for granted when we have clean air, maybe we, maybe we take advantage, we take that for granted less because we have more and more, so much more pollution. So when we do get Mm. out into nature, like at the ocean or in the woods, we just, we can breathe it in and we feel a difference. Even something as simple as meditation. I was just reading a new study uh, this evening before our call. And Mm. there, there's more and more studies that validate things like meditation and yoga for our physical health benefit. Now they don't even talk about how those might benefit us spiritually or emotionally or mentally. So that's really how I look at that. And then there are things like herbs. I mean, just, you look at turmeric, right? It's the big buzz, the buzz herb right now that everyone says you gotta, you gotta take your turmeric, (laughs) gotta have your curcumin, but there are so many other, you know, Tulsi is another one also known as holy basil phenomenal healing herb or things like whole food concentrates. You know, it's really hard to get good minerals into our body because the soil has been so depleted. So a lot of us do need to supplement what we're putting in our body. But of course, then we have to be very careful in the, how those supplements are made because there are a lot of synthetic supplements out there that don't Mm. nourish our body. They come from synthetic sources. They're not truly derived from food. So we have to be discerning. And then something like also as far as earth-based medicine would be healing touch or massage, Reiki, the hands-on therapies Mm -hmm. that again, you know, there might not be a, you can't do a double blind placebo controlled study for acupuncture, but you talk to people who get acupuncture and they say, oh my gosh, it works, right? So really part of that is then also educating people about what the options are. For some people, they don't want to do acupuncture, but they love massage. For some people, they don't feel good with chiropractic, but they do osteopathy or vice versa. So it's really for people to figure out and learn about what options work best for them. And that come from a very natural source. I love that you said that we've been given natural tools to heal because listeners, we are citizens of Gaia. We are citizens of the Mother Earth, like you rightly said, Jennifer. We just have to remember who we are. In fact, Jennifer, my grandmother, you should tell me to drink turmeric and milk <laughs> whenever I had a cold. And I never used to listen to her, never used to believe her. And I used to think, what does she know? The doctors know better. But to be honest, all the tips, all her advice is slowly coming to, to be true yes. as I learn more and more about how we really have these natural medicines in trees, in roots, in fruits. And it's beautiful because at the end of the day, we were meant to live in the jungle and not in the concrete jungle that we're living in these days. Absolutely, yes. And listeners, there is truly a lot of power in our palms. Like you mentioned, Jennifer, we might not have this empirical study to really prove it. But once you feel the energy in your palms, you know it, you know the truth. And as they say, the truth sets you free. Yeah. And our, our toolbox of earth-based medicine is immense. I mean, I don't Mm. even know about everything that's out there. It's just, it's so immense. There are so many different possibilities that really not only give people hope, but open up a whole new world of healing that they might not have even known existed. Mm -hmm. Now, it seems like there are a lot of stuff that is available these days, which is artificial or unhealthy, you know, stuff like pharmaceutical mm. drugs, processed mm-hmm. foods, GMOs, and all of this leads to negative side effects. So how bad is the situation currently? Oh, wow. 
so the situation is bad because we have people on multiple medications. We -hmm. don't even know how those medications interact. We have bacteria that have now become resistant to antibiotics as has Mm -hmm. been, you know, as was foreseen for many decades. And people are getting sicker and sicker. So my children have a shorter life expectancy than I do. If they Mm -hmm. were to follow, you know, to eat the standard American diet and follow the standard path that most people are on. The good news, however, is that more and more people are coming around to this ancient wisdom and realizing how these natural practices can benefit us. And I think we're really on the verge of this grassroots revolution where people are just going to say, I don't want to live a life of disease. I want to live a life of health and wellness. I see it in all my clients every day. We see it through people like you who are doing such a service for people and your listeners who individually may feel like they're taking small steps, but collectively, we're really working magic. What really resonated with me is that the, even the bacteria that was once, you know, people could uh, deactivate it or mm-hmm. kill it or whatever, mm-hmm. the bacteria is becoming resistant to antibiotic. So the same medicines that you take are not that effective People are getting sicker. And the sad truth, as Jennifer mentioned, is that your kids have a shorter life expectancy. But all is not lost. People are waking up from that zombie-like trance that they've been put by so many drugs, so many tablets and injections all these years. But they're waking up and returning back to nature. Now, Jennifer, I have a question for you. Based on what you suggest, eating real foods seems like the way to go. When we think about healthy foods, uh, what normally comes to our mind is gluten-free or organic or cage-free. These tag words are attached to it. And along with those tag words come a price tag. So is it possible really to eat healthy in an affordable way? Yes. I mean, so I'm a single mom. I am not married. I'm divorced and I share custody with my ex-husband. And of course, I live in the most expensive housing market in the country in the US. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely on a budget. And there are tools, there are ways that you can choose to eat, you know, if you cut out that processed food, you cut out the boxed cereal, you know, and you're just sticking to real foods, even things like lentils, lentils are wonderful, a wonderful source of protein and nutrients, especially if you mix it with some, you know, maybe some yogurt or sour cream or some type of, or even some co- some coconut cream. Mm-hmm. There are ways that you can, you know, you don't need to get the filet mignon. <laughs> if you get even, for instance, with beef, the, the less expensive cuts of beef are actually more nutrient dense and they'll last you a long time. Same thing like with chicken, the dark meat tends to be less prized. It tends to be less expensive, but it's actually healthier for you than the white meat. Mm -hmm. So there's different because of the nutrient contents. So I would definitely say that you can do it. You can also work with your, your local farmers if you have access to them to get some local foods. That also tends to help. You know, if you want to eat raspberries in the middle of January, you're going to pay for that. <laughs> but if you're going to eat maybe some apple or a winter squash or something like a cabbage or a turnip in January, then you'll, you know, then you're going to be paying less money for those good foods. So listeners, as Jennifer so aptly put it, There are no free lunches 
but if you are more mindful of the seasonal availability if you keep in mind what's available at your local farmers market or generally if you have a plan of action a strategy of what to eat what to mix with what you know should you mix lentils with yogurt or some coconut milk to make it exciting for you and your family and your kids there is definitely a way out so jennifer for a person listening to the show right now who feels that this is the right moment for me to take action what steps do you follow once somebody joins the oasis wellness program it really depends on where that person is out we certainly take a look at what they eat on a daily basis so i want to make mm. sure that people are getting adequate protein, for instance. I want to make sure that people are getting adequate fats in their diet. Are they taking in a lot of sugar? What's their stress level? Do they hate their job or are they super happy? Or are they in a bad relationship that's affecting their health? Are they taking pharmaceutical drugs? When did their health issues start? So one of my gifts is to really look and identify how people's health issues started and what was the trigger. For some people, it was traveling. Maybe they got a parasite. Or for other people, it was when their mom died as a teenager. Maybe it was when they had a head injury. For some people, their health issues start at birth because the birth itself was traumatic. Mm-hmm. And either because of what the mother was going through or because they used forceps or it was a C-section or something. So really diving in. So I really customize the way I work with people. I don't say, okay, this is step one, this is step two, this is step three. I really try to look at where each person is individually and work with their their bandwidth. You know, where are they? For some people, making a change in their diet is a huge undertaking. So in that case, I'll just ask them to keep a food journal for a while. And then uh, and then we can look at patterns to see if maybe, you know, like for a lot of people, wheat causes constipation. So we can see that in the food journal. And then they can go, wow, maybe that's not the best choice for me. So Jennifer, I love your approach. In fact, I have studied marketing in the past and before doing any brand strategy, because at the end of the day, each one of us has a brand within, right? Mm-hmm. It's our own personal brand. Yes. But before going about a brand strategy, one normally does a marketing audit. And it seems like you're doing a marketing audit for these people in terms of understanding what are you currently eating on a regular basis? What is causing the problems? Where did your health issues start? But not just that, not just looking at the physical aspect of what you're eating, but also those emotional issues that might have been clogged up deep into your subconscious that you don't even know about right now, mm-hmm. but might have been collected 15 20, 30 years back and is really affecting you. In other words, you are really doing a deep dive into the root cause that might have been causing this problem for this user. So I love your approach. Thank you. Now, you're a naturopath and a registered nurse. So you're a person who represents two worlds. Yes. Earth-based medicine on one side and allopathic Western tradition on the other. And I've heard so many people say that fast food is bad for you. Everyone says fast food is bad for you. But according to your research, why will eating fast food cost us in the long run? Oh my goodness. Because they take what most fast food companies do is in the name of a profit because that's really, they're not there to feed people, they're to make money. Mm -hmm. And they take real food and they inject it with so many chemicals for preservatives but also for taste because they're using poor quality food so that beef isn't going to taste very good or those potatoes and the french fries aren't going to taste very good. So they inject them with lots and lots of different chemicals that then have a very negative effect on our bodies. Mm-hmm. And then you have the soda, you add the sodas on top of that, whether they're diet sweet, you know, they're, they're sweetened with sugar or artificial sweeteners, 
there's nothing good about a soda. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. And Jennifer, here at My Seven Chakras, our tribe or our community, which is also known as Action Takers, because of the simple reason that we never leave the sight of a goal without taking action. So what is that one natural health tip that you can share with us that we can implement immediately? So I mentioned protein earlier and protein is very important. We need protein for every single function in our body. And so Mm. most people are protein deficient and animal products tend to be the easiest sources of total protein to get, but you can get Mm. some from things like lentils and quinoa. So that the idea is for your portion size, if you look at the palm of your hand, the size and thickness of your palm, so your hand's going to be a different size than mine, right? And you look Mm. at the size and thickness of of your palm, and that is your nature-given protein measuring tool for three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or however your, your day is scheduled. You need to be getting, whether that's a piece of salmon or some some yogurt or some lentils mixed with quinoa or some meat, some chicken, you know, those are, that's about the portion of protein that you should be having three times a day. So the size and thickness of your palm. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot for that powerful tip. It's uh, amazing to note that most people are protein deficient, but the size of your palm is that natural protein measuring tool. And Jennifer, here in Vancouver, I'm based in Vancouver, British Columbia, but I've noticed all across the Pacific Northwest in general, people seem to love quinoa. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you you, you want to <laughs> eat it in small amounts. It is a carbohydrate. Yeah. And so I, I would say no more than a cup or a half a cup cooked per meal, but it is a good mm-hmm. size. And some other proteins, especially for people who do limit their animal product intake, things like chia seeds and hemp seeds can also be good sources of protein. Thanks a lot for sharing. If you're facing a new challenge or being asked to do something that you have never done before, don't be afraid to step out. You have more capability than you think you do, but you will never see it unless you place a demand on yourself for more. So this is a powerful thought proclaimed by Joyce Mayer. During this round, our guests share moments when they overcame a major challenge. So Jennifer, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. Tell us how you felt at that very instant. And then how did you overcome the challenge? Well, you know, people can read about my own health challenges and how I overcame them on my website. But one of the biggest ones in the last, gosh, almost 10 years now was my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And of course, that's generally known as a death sentence. And So she had surgery for it. And then after the surgery, she was cancer free and she chose to undergo chemo and radiation, which I would never choose for myself. And I was really frustrated. I was frustrated with the system, the healthcare system. I was healthcare. I was frustrated with the fact that she was being basically scared into these treatments. They were saying, well, we don't know what's going to happen if you don't do them, even though there weren't any scientific studies. And what I realized, I did a lot of meditation and soul searching. And what I realized in that moment was that we all have our own healing journeys. Mm -hmm. So she had her healing journey with the cancer and, and I had mine. I had to take my own journey as a daughter 
and as someone who loved her so fiercely. And my mom is a walking miracle. She's still alive. And ultimately, her cancer was such a blessing for all of us. I became a nurse because of it. Our family's much closer. You know, she still suffers from the treatments she had from the chemo and radiation and the surgery. But she follows my advice pretty well. She takes, you know, digestive enzymes and cod liver oil and probiotics every day. And she's otherwise fairly healthy. So that was one of those moments where you think, how are we ever going to overcome this? And then suddenly you look back a couple years later and you go, oh my gosh, we are better because of it. Mm -hmm. So if you had to go back in time, what is that one major life lesson that you would want our listeners to take away from your story? So along those same lines, I would want people to know that every challenge is a blessing or a gift in disguise. It all illness always has a purpose. There's always some good that can, can get come out of it if you're really listening to your body and to your heart. Sometimes it takes a while to figure out what that blessing is. And sometimes healing doesn't always mean, you know, having a perfect physical body. Um, but there's, there's always a purpose to it. And if you can find that blessing and find that gift, you'll be amazed at how you feel transformed through it. So you mentioned that your mother was really scared into getting chemotherapy because I'm sure a lot of people go through this where the conventional medical system says, if you don't do this, then this will happen mm -hmm. and then we are not responsible. Mm -hmm. And she was lucky actually to have you by her side because you bring that perspective, you bring that confidence into her system so that she knows that, uh, you know, she has alternatives and things will be better. So thanks a lot for sharing this story with us. Reliving a past experience, especially one associated with a challenge, is never an easy thing to do. But you did so today. And for that, we commend you. And with that, we move on to the next round, which is all about finding your life's true calling. <laughs> and this round, uh, Jennifer, is just like a campfire session during which our listeners sit around in a large bonfire and our featured guests such as yourself share the story of how they conquered the odds and found their true life's calling or their true mm. purpose on this very topic albert einstein once said strange is our situation here upon the earth each of us comes for a short visit not knowing why yet sometimes sometimes seeming to divine a purpose so my question to you jennifer is have you found your life's True calling. And if yes, what is your life's calling? So I have to laugh. So the answer is yes and no. <laughs> so I have, I definitely know that I have a gift, a very special gift and calling to help people understand their health issues and to teach them how to heal and what tools they need to overcome their health challenges. I also have a gift and a calling to reach out to other healthcare providers, other healthcare professionals, doctors and nurses to help them open up their own toolbox, which is so, so limited in conventional allopathic medicine mm -hmm. and realize all the gifts that nature offers us. And at the same time, I also feel like the universe is continually nudging me with new gifts and new and a new calling. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting you mentioned that you're not just here to help the end user or the patient who is suffering from that challenge, but you're also here to serve and help those doctors, those people who represent uh, today's medical system who want to change, but they just don't know how to go about enabling that change because at the end of the day, they are here to help. They're here to serve. But when they realize from my conversation, a lot of the doctors have shared with me, but when they realize that they're essentially uh, getting paid 
when somebody is hurt they want to really move on to that preventative mechanism yes. as opposed to just you know reacting and you know suggesting all these uh, medicines or tablets or these injections so is there an example where you you know helped somebody from this healthcare system and enabled that change you mean from the from the healthcare professional perspective yeah i just want to get an idea of how do you go about helping doctors in today's day and age oh man it's a slow process they're intimidated by what people like myself do they're afraid to lose their livelihood mm-hmm. because if i'm working with someone who does not want to do chemo or radiation for cancer that represents a significant loss and i'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars to the conventional system true so it's a matter of teaching healthcare professionals that i'm not an adversary mm-hmm. i'm not there to bring them down or hurt them in some way i'm really there to give them more tools and to look at their own lives and to say what to reflect back what steps can you take i mean would you really take chemotherapy yourself and if not why not you know i know some doctors they have diet coke for lunch <laughs> true and that's it is that a great example to set probably not you know i as a practitioner i want to walk my talk I want to set the example for people and say this is I'm I'm a healthy human being. I love life. I want everyone to feel this way. It has to start with me. So looking back now, was there a particular light bulb moment or a eureka moment when you realized that you were going to embark on your life's purpose? You know, I don't think there was any one magical moment. You know, as I said, I really I've known I've wanted to help people a, a long time. I mean, originally I thought I was mm-hmm. going to help people through music. I was a music teacher. I performed on stage. And then the universe has revealed my gifts to me slowly or maybe I've been kind of dense than not really waking up to them. But I really feel that they've come slowly so that I can integrate them, right? It's all about it's not taking as you're discovering your purpose. I'm sure as your listeners know, it's not about taking huge giant steps. It's about those mm-hmm. little baby action steps that you look back and go, "Wow, I've come a mile." Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't feel like that. So, if anything, you know, I feel like those moments come slowly and then I look back and go, "Wow." And then every time a client comes in feeling better, that's like a magical moment for me. It's total validation that I'm doing the right thing. Wonderful. What you shared just right now reminded me that life at times throws us small breadcrumbs right in front <laughs> of us and it's up to us to pick up those breadcrumbs and move along the way and once in a while have a, that sandwich and enjoy the moment because it's all about the journey mm-hmm. it's not really about the destination the destination is great but once we begin enjoying the journey enjoying the challenges enjoying the magic moments everything it becomes wonderful and as you pointed out we live what we say we just don't say things we live it and looking at us looking at the shine in our eyes looking at the shine in ourselves people see the light and they realize that that light is shining within themselves as well so thanks a lot for sharing and with that we have come to the final round of today's episode but according to many of our listeners this round is the most exciting because it takes place rapid fire style this is when our action takers take notes and take action are you ready yes absolutely so what is the best advice that you have ever received money can never be the end goal service always has to come from the heart so even with health challenges if you want to get healthy because you want to go out and make money it's not going to happen if you want to get healthy so you can help people and serve the world it'll happen what is that one personal habit that contributes to your well-being well i have a lot of habits but i have to say the number one is meditation i generally 
um, only have about 12 to 15 minutes every morning, but it makes a huge, huge difference in the rest of my day. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we have lots of studies to support the benefits of meditation. So what is your morning ritual like? My morning ritual. So my alarm goes off and I kind of lay there and think, okay. And then my, my second alarm goes off a few minutes later and I give myself a few minutes to, if I have a, one of my cats is, is sleeping with me, I kind of snuggle with them and feel their purring and it wakes me up and makes me happy. And then I get up and I drink a glass of water and use the restroom. And then I go straight to the living room and I start my meditation. So I set my timer. I usually set my timer for about 12 minutes. Sometimes I'll turn the timer off and I just want to keep going because it feels so good. And then I'll do about 20 to 30 minutes of yoga. Sometimes that's pretty intense yoga. I'll do sun salutations or sometimes I'll calm it down if I'm just in a tired space or not feeling up to something really rambunctious. I'll do a more restorative practice. And then mm -hmm. I get dressed and ready for my day. And then I go into the kitchen and I generally am, I make a homemade chai. Mm -hmm. And then I prepare some breakfast and usually lunch as well. I'm usually not home for lunch and I've got to make, make sure the kids are adequately fed for their day at school. <laughs> and then I either start working or I start driving. I spend a significant amount of time in my car as a mom driving from point A to B. Mm -hmm. And so that's usually, and I'll usually listen to podcasts and things too. And that definitely takes about the first two hours of my day. Wonderful. So the next question is really important. Uh, Jennifer, what is the name of your cat? <laughs> so I have two cats <laughs> and they are brother and sister. And the okay. boy is named Peter Pan. And he's a big okay. fat tabby who couldn't fly if his <laughs> life depended on it because he's so fat. <laughs> he eats lots of good raw food. and he's Like, like Garfield? <laughs> yeah, almost. Not quite. Not as unhealthy as Garfield. I don't let Peter Pan have lasagna. And then okay. um, the other cat is his sister. And she's actually a Siamese. They have different fathers mm. apparently and her name is Tinkerbell oh wonderful and she definitely flies all over she's up and down and in the yard and around the house and she's got quite the Tinkerbell personality awesome moving on I know that you've read hundreds of books till now but what is that one book that has made a massive impact on your life I would have to say you're right I have read a lot of books I would have to say that the one that has resonated with me most is probably something called outrageous openness letting the divine take the lead by a woman named Tasha Silver and it's about at the same time as we're taking some of these action steps it's about getting out of our own way and surrendering to the divine will in the universe which is always it always has our greater good and our best intentions at heart. Thanks a lot for sharing. Now, this one question is not a part of the wisdom round, but I really wanted you to answer this because you represent both worlds. You represent the allopathic world, the Western you know, uh, part, as well as the ancient practices as well. But what is your definition of spirituality? Because a lot of people are a little confused about what is spirituality and you know, what do you understand by it? That's a great question. Something no one's ever asked me before. Well, I think <laughs> it's really understanding that we are not alone, even in those moments where you feel so lonely, that there really is this collective consciousness. And as each of us starts taking steps to heal ourselves and bringing our light and love into the world, it has an exponential effect on the positivity in, of the world. So in the same way that fear can be contagious or panic can be contagious, it's the same way like love 
I think spirituality is really just discovering different aspects of love within yourself, love for the universe, love for the collective good, love of self. Gosh, we're taught that we're selfish if we're taking care of ourselves and there could be nothing further from the truth. Taking care of yourself is a a very selfless act. So, you know, love for one another. I mean, there's just lots of different ways that that can manifest. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot for sharing. Action takers, if you could not take notes, especially if you're driving, running, or swimming. I don't really know how you're going to listen to the show while <laughs> swimming, but don't worry. I've got you covered. Head on to www.my7chakras.com slash J-E-N. That's my7chakras.com. Seven as in the word, my7chakras.com slash J-E-N. And you will find the links and insights discussed during the show. So Jennifer, it was an absolute pleasure having you on my seven chakras today before you head out tell us one thing that you are really grateful for tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye so even though we're in a drought here in california i'm really grateful that it's been sunny the last couple of days i felt like a spring squirrel running around in the sunshine it was it was quite warm it was about 75 degrees fahrenheit which i think is in the 20s celsius wise so it was really it was, it's just wonderful. Best way to reach me is probably through my website, which is www.earthbasedmedicine.com. If people want to head over to my blog page, they can find my podcasts and lots and lots of tips for healthy living. And I even have an audiobook that's coming out in the next few weeks. So that's something if they want to get on my mailing list, they'll get access to that audiobook as soon as it comes out. It will be free so everyone can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So listeners and action takers, so many incredible insights today. A lot of people are changing. You are changing. You are taking action wherever you are right now. You're sitting, you're doing yoga, you're at your workplace during a break or whether you're waiting for your kid at school. We are changing. And in order to learn more about how you can be more mindful about the food that you eat, be on a budget and make some really nice recipes for you and your family, go to earthbasedmedicine.com. It sounds so good <laughs> when you just say it, earthbasedmedicine.com and then you'll find some more information to inspire you. So Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on our show today and enlightening us about earth-based medicines and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. You are so welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.